2: Here we go, 49ers fans. We are (laughs) 6-0. Maybe the ugliest 6-0 victory from an offensive standpoint uh, we've ever seen. uh, Maybe ever. But regardless... You get a win on the road. You keep your perfect record alive. So many great things to take away from this game, and some perhaps not so great things. We're going to get into all those. Um, so, first off, if you've never joined us for the 49ers Rush podcast, just want to say thank you. I'm your host, John Chabin. We're going to be answering questions, breaking down MVPs, all kinds of different stuff. But the most important thing to understand is the 49ers remain perfect. And again, ugliest game I have ever seen. But the number one takeaway that we have to have, and we're going to revisit this one here in a little bit later, defensively, the 49ers, our best defensive effort... I've ever seen. Now, you can contribute a lot of that to the weather. No doubt that played a role uh, on both sides. The the, the weather was just a a mess. But if you just look at the defensive drives, okay, and that's kind of what I want to break down first because the defense was just bananas the whole entire game, okay? They come out, and again, back-to-back weeks, the 49ers seem to have a problem with the opening drive. Last week against the Los Angeles Rams, they come out nine straight runs and get a touchdown. Um, What happens this time, they come out ten straight runs. Uh, I don't know what it is. The biggest problem with why they had so much success on the very first drive this week uh, was Fred Warner. Fred Warner probably had one of the worst, probably the worst half, the first half for him that he's ever had as a pro. So uh, that was kind of... That was beyond rough. That was he, he had a two missed tackles, two horrible pursuit angles where he just ran himself out of the play and then got blocked several other times. So the first half they just tried to isolate Adrian Peterson going straight up the middle and it worked. It worked really, really well. However, we were able to stop them. Get them to that field goal attempt, and then they missed the field goal, which we missed our first field goal as well. Um, But the defense just kept dominating. So, again, I'm just going to rattle off real quick the eight series that they had on defense. First one, missed field goal. Even though they had ten straight runs and got a lot of yards, whatever. Second drive, three and out. Third drive, held them on the fourth down. Julian Taylor and Ronald Blair make great plays. They have 10 plays for 36 yards on that drive. But again, fourth down, stop. Our defense is great at that. Fourth drive, three and out then halftime come out three and out sixth drive fumble recovery uh caused by kwan recovered by julian taylor again julian taylor took part in two of the biggest plays of the entire game not just for a defense the, the fourth down stop and then the fumble recovery and it had a decent return as well and then the seventh drive another three and out and then time expired on the eighth drive so uh, you've got to be able to take a step back and say look Not only did we pitch a shutout, which we haven't done in two years from a defensive standpoint, that was dominating fashion all over the place uh, from a defensive standpoint. Now, let's jump over quickly to the other side. And I can already see this question. Uh, Should we keep faith in Jimmy Garoppolo? Hell, yes, you should. He is 14-2 as a starter. Uh, (laughs) But... that is good for a first round buy now for the very first time we actually have a full season of work 16 games to look at from Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he an amazing statistical quarterback? Absolutely not, but he is just a damn winner, and uh, you can put all that on the defense. It doesn't matter. He wins high-scoring games. He wins low-scoring games. He wins uh, picture-perfect where everything goes well games, and he wins games like today where it's just ugly start to finish. It doesn't matter, and if you want to pay attention to his interception, here's the deal. Yeah, it was an interception, but that was on fourth and long at midfield. So, you know, whenever he's taken those chances and he floated it up there, Kyle Shanahan just said in his press conference, you know, if he looks that safety off just a little bit before he makes that throw to Dante Pettis, it's going to be fine. It was a perfect play call. He just didn't look the safety off, which usually Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL whenever it comes to eye discipline with the safety. But on that one play, I think he just got a little bit too excited. But, yeah, it's was this a rough game for Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Hell yeah. It was, um, did he have a lot of really bad passes and bad decisions? Yes, he did. Um, the one turnover that's going to be a problem, but if you look at what he was able to do with his feet, which is just a 100% added bonus, you've got to be excited about that. Um, four rushes for 20 yards from our quarterback, and three of those were for first uh, first downs. So just prolonging um, the drives and keeping things moving to where you can get field goals or you can't get those opportunities. You know, if you look, the statistics are awful, 12 for 21, 151 yards, uh, no touch. Touchdowns, one interception, two sacks. He had a 59.8 quarterback rating. Uh, that's not great. But he didn't lose us the game. He shows up on third down as he always does. I, I I really wish they would just tell him every single damn play is third down because when it's third down, he seems to have his his best throws. Um and again, I, I'm going to put together for this week's video breakdown. Uh, I'm going to try to highlight a lot of those third um, third down plays because again, the Jimmy Garoppolo to George Kittle connection on third down is it's something special. And you know, staying with this, Kittle he had two rushes for zero yards. He slipped at the end um, on that third down play but he only had three catches for 38 yards it seemed like every single one of them uh, all three catches were for a first down however and he drew a a penalty that got a first down as well so uh, the first down machine just keeping things going um yeah that's huge uh, next question here does Sanu from the Falcons look obtainable yeah the Falcons are done I expect uh, firings to take place very very soon there I think that's the next team uh, to move on don't want to talk too much about those guys but yeah Sanu is one of those guys I think you can get those aging kind of veteran wide receivers if you are looking for a trade opportunity I don't think the 49ers are really looking to do too much um, and, and a lot of this just depends on what's happening behind the scenes we don't know how trade. Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd are progressing through their injuries. If there's a chance one or either of those guys come back or both best case scenario, um, I think that this wide receiver core is going to be okay. Marquise Goodwin, you know, he had the injury, he came back. Uh, so that was good news, but man, the drops, the drops just continue. And it's not just the wide receivers. You had Roz Dwelly drop a very easy pass. And then he makes an amazing fourth down catch. (laughs) Why the hell are you running the pass on fourth down to Roz Dwelly? I don't know, but, uh, it worked out. He, (laughs) one of the better plays of the day, we go forward and kick a field goal on that drive, which was huge. Um, John, what do you think about the O-line play today? It was not great. Um, Daniel Brunskill got obliterated time and time again in the run and passing game. Um, skills a problem. Now, if we look to the other side of that, Justin School, is he's as awesome in the other <laughs> direction. He is great. So, Justin School's playing wonderful, wonderful football, and he's doing it against some top-tier talent. Monte Sweat uh, stayed predominantly on the right side. Um offensive left side, defensive right side. Sorry about that. Um, he had a great game. He, he kept him out of almost everything. So as happy as you are with School, who will be a long-time 49er, hopefully. Per, uh, you know, definitely a swing tackle for the near future, but possibly a fill-in. Uh, it, that is looking more and more promising week in and week out. So that's great. Brunskill is just a body. Uh, he's a jag, uh, as <laughs> a coach always say. Jag, just a guy. J-A-G. He's just a guy that we just got in there for now. Um, you know, Sean Coleman definitely would be one of those guys that is – Uh, probably going to be a 49er longer than Brunskill. But in the problem that I had with Brunskill wasn't so much that he was just getting beat. His effort was lackluster at best. Uh, Several times turning around and watching the ball carrier or the quarterback get hit. I don't understand. I don't like it when people watch. Uh, You want a ticket, go buy the game if you want to (laughs) watch. But do not turn around and watch your guys get hit by the people you are trying to block. Go block somebody else. Do something. Um, Here we go. Some might say that having playmaker wide receivers would help in a game like this, um, where conditions hamper team effort and things like that. Would you agree? Man, you look at the two biggest plays of the the entire game, Richie James and Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne is as far away from an explosive wide receiver as possible, and even the Richie James huge play, that was just a busted coverage by their safety that was in the wrong coverage. I mean, there was when Richie uh, Richie James was just turned around and sat and had a 15-yard window. Now, what he did after that was explosive. That was wonderful, and that's what Richie James can bring to you. I know I'm hard on him all the time, but um, yeah, we needed something, but... (sighs) Those plays are just really, really difficult to come by in a game like this, Yeah, you know. And I'm going to jump in through my pred- predictions, which, shoot, blown out the window on the offensive side just because the weather um, was just gross. But you've got to come away from this game excited, and I've got to say this, too. <laughs> I might have pissed some people off. My Twitter mentions in the first quarter were awful or abysmal i'm trying to get away from that word abysmal try not to say that too much abysmal um anyway <laughs> i know that business some people love. but the idea was this and my everybody's like man we're terrible i told you we're awful we're awful we're awful chill the hell out you are tied on the road that is a good thing now is washington a terrible football team yes um but this is still the nfl they still have a lot of first round picks on their side as well um Now, winning 9-0 on the road, this isn't going to get us any glamour points or whatever else, but there's not a lot that you can really take away from this team that we didn't already know. Uh, We've got some major backup problems on the offensive line. Our wide receivers are relatively weak at best. Um... Everything else, we know what we got. Jimmy Garoppolo can be great whenever the pressure's on, and in those situations, sometimes he takes a little while to get going, and he has kind of dry spots throughout the game a lot of times, but he can lead long drives. Uh, The drive of the game was the very last drive the 49ers had the ball. Um, Washington spent all their timeouts because I don't know why it was horrible clock management by them. Uh, you know, you get down to the second half of the fourth quarter and they only have one time out left, like in a close ball game, what are you doing? And you're at home. So it's not like it's, you know, the, crowd noise or anything along those lines but we took six minutes off the clock (laughs) which was just beyond impressive so if we look at that drive right there 11 plays 56 yards and we took 619 off the clock with our final drive basically ice the game they got the ball back with about 20 seconds left and sure enough nick bosa comes in and just ruins that now let's talk a minute about nick bosa because good Gosh, this kid just continues to show up when it matters. Um, led the team in tackles with seven. He gets a sack to close out the game, and then did the epic slide, which was wonderful across the field. And then after that, I don't know if you saw it uh, on the live cap on the live coverage. They cut away from the game immediately, but if you go back through Twitter, you can kind of see all of the 49ers cleared uh, the bench when the time expired, and they all dove across the field, sliding around like little kids. That was awesome. Really, really cool to see even um, Kyle Shanahan talked about that as well how great it was but 7 tackles, 1 sack to end the game 4 tackles for loss and an additional quarterback hit in a game where they just ran the ball like crazy he still was able to make a difference all the way they only attempted 12 passes that's it 12 passes the whole game. They go 9 for 12, 77 yards, and none of their passes were deep. Uh, very, very shallow passes. They were just trying to uh, – screens, um, things like that. I think one pass was attempted that traveled more than 15 yards in the air, and that was it. Uh, they caught that one, but uh, – Outside of that, you've got to be just completely in love with the way in which the 49ers um, are playing defensively. It's very, very special. Uh, I'm curious what you saw on Gold's missed field goal. It looks to me like the snap got down late. It wasn't a great snap. Should have been made for sure. That is the same direction you see the ball take off that they missed their field goal. And And here's the thing with Robbie Gold. We've got to be a little bit concerned now. I think he's up to 11 for 17 on the year. Not good but he's made his last three (laughs) field goals in a row. That's my rose-tinted glasses right there. He did make the last three. So we've got a streak building. You've got confidence building to make three field goals in that situation on those field conditions, three out of four. That's really not too, too bad, Um, but it's not good either. But we take it and we move forward, right? Uh, From a coaching standpoint, if you're talking to him, you're like, hey, we've got over the hump. We've made three in a row, three clutch kicks. You got us the win. Let's move forward. So hopefully these are gonna be the worst kicking conditions that we're going to see for the rest of the year. So hopefully that moves forward. And while we're talking about special teams, I do have to give a little shout out to Wishnowski. Um He had his best punt of the year, by far, his very first punt, uh, where he pinned them back on the 10-yard line, and you just heard the thud of the kick, man, because the ball gets soaked, that leather ball soaks up water, and it gets heavy. It definitely changes the trajectory and the way you do all that stuff, and man, he just totally nailed it. Great special teams coverage by Mo was always down there. That was a huge play, changing momentum, because you know they come out, run the ball basically all the way down our throats, then miss the field goal. We don't have a great drive. We punt it. Um, you know, they're expecting to get good field position and hope keep that momentum. That special team's play was, it, it shifted momentum. And, you, you, you know, Raheem Mostert goes down there and makes a play. I forgot who else was out there with him. I'm not giving credit to another person that made that tackle with him. But um, I'll have to go back and watch on film. Just I'll tweet it out just so I, I don't want to rob anybody of that. But, The idea was this. We jumped up. Our defense came out pumped up after that play because they were – thinking they were going to get the ball between the 20 to 35, and they backed them up all the way on the 10 and made a huge hit. That was key. So while the special teams, you know, you miss the field goal, that's not great. You got a huge turn of events and turn of momentum to kind of stop, and then they went three and out on that drive too. So uh, then we got good field position and were able to drive. We missed the next field goal, but that's what it is. Uh, big uh, Thank you right here. Uh, big fan of your show, by the way, watching every video from Istanbul, Turkey. Holy freaking kid out. Uh, We got people all over the place. Uh, That is wonderful. Welcome. Uh, You got to talk about Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne, three catches, 69 yards, nice, um, on four targets. This guy's balling out, and it's really, really funny because his snap count went out dramatically this week. As soon as we realized it was going to be a run-heavy game, I I I said I wanted to tweet it out. I didn't. Um, I knew Kendrick Bourne was going to play a lot because he's such a big physical guy. You're not going to get a lot of separation on routes, and he can kind of high point the ball. He's the only wide receiver we have that kind of fits that uh, large body role. Now, we didn't see Matthews. I don't think he even got a snap, uh, maybe on special teams, but Jordan Matthews didn't get a play. But yes, uh, 100% agree. Kendrick Bourne showing out, played wonderful. And... Man, his confidence level each week um, it just kind of continues to increase because he had a couple bad games to start. Uh, this season the first two games he made two like big drops whatever else his play snap started going down his play count started going down but then he started making plays when it mattered and he gets up with authority he starts celebrating he's got a new kind of cockiness to him and you gotta love that anytime your skill players have that type of mentality that is great so it gotta give it to Kendrick Bourne really excited to watch the all 22 and see how he blocked on the outside we didn't get to see a lot of that just because it was just a huge giant mess on the <laughs> the inside of the field the entire one of the things that I thought was special you know this is the everything else game Kyle Shanahan going back against Washington uh, the only place to fire him and the press conference whenever he was asked what you enjoy about watching?" he said coaching with my dad and other coaches what didn't you like everything else during the press conference he talked trash on the, about the field and he kept saying you know that field's always bad this field's always a mess it's always one of the worst fields like it, it he just hates that place so much so excited to see uh, us get the victory there and for him to beat their former uh, team that's wonderful now Uh, Does the Washington Redskins treat all their guests like this? Make us play with heavy balls of... Now you pick your... (laughs) That is funny. So what happens is in the NFL... You have your own offensive balls, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> we're not using the same ones. Usually, you kind of move them in and out. But uh, yeah, it was pretty bad, and you could tell it got super bad as the game went on. Uh, once we came out in the second half, they switched out a new set of balls, and you could tell they were kind of new. But usually, I think you get seven total game balls that you get to move in and out. So take that for what you will. Brita only had his eye poked, right? Uh, he should be available. Yes, Brita cleared concussion protocol and actually got an extra snap in after that, but he was poked in the eye. Uh, That was the big concern there. He seems fine moving forward. I had somebody tweet at me, see, he's always injury prone. What the hell is wrong with people? You get poked in the eye, that doesn't mean you're injury prone. It just means you're a human. (laughs) Uh, But Brita looked great. The first quarter, his snaps were up huge. He got the start this week, and It just seems to be that they're kind of rotating every game in, game out, him and Tevin Coleman. It's really treated as a 1A, 1B. I think Tevin Coleman's always going to get a little bit more snaps, and I think they want Breida to get that kind of under 15 touches, but not more than that. Um, But anyway... Um, let's see here. Won my ticket on your advice. Thanks, bro. Make money. Let's get it. Man, thank you, yeah, for throwing that out there. Uh, I told you guys about two bets this week, and why not? Let's just go over them. Uh, this is brought to you by mybookie.ag. If you haven't signed up with us yet, you're missing out on some money. We, we're we making a lot of money this year. It's going really, really well. Um, so we missed on one, and we hit our big bet of the week. Use promo code 49ers if you haven't signed up over there already. I did tell you to put down a bet, and I created this bet. 40 or more receiving yards for Dante Pett. I, it didn't happen at all. He didn't even get a catch. A lot of that had to do with the weather, but that's okay. I thought about backing out on it, but because I talked about it earlier on the podcast when the weather came out, I didn't want to do that to other people. But we hit our giant parlay of the week. Holy freaking cow. Um, four different games I told you to bet on throughout the week. We hit on all of them. 49ers straight up. I told you don't give those points, and we didn't cover the spread, it was 10.5. So if you bet the spread, uh, you didn't get paid on that, which is rough. But if you bet the money line you did packers to cover by five and a half they did that jags to win straight up and rams to cover uh they lost three po- they they were losing three points there all those things happened so man that was a quadruple up bet week from my so again If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, We are 49er specific, but I do like to cover a whole bunch of different betting topics each week. I'll have some more up on there uh, throughout the week. We do four shows a week here. But, man, if you're not betting with us, I don't know what's going on because I think this is going to bring our total up to, I think, um, I think we're up to now thirteen of seventeen uh, bets that are thirteen for eighteen. Sorry, that Pettis one's going to knock us down one. So anyway, take that for what you want. Uh, we're going to keep betting together. <laughs> it's it's funny. My my wife actually listens to this show sometimes, and she even asks me how's our bets doing. They're doing really well. So uh, really excited about that. Uh, now next up, let's see here. Um scrolling down through the things. Ugly win, I'll take it. Disappointed with Solomon Thomas, man. Solomon Thomas had a good game, first off. Now, he didn't really show up too much in the stat sheet, but he kind of lost his cool. Uh, you know, he had two tackles, but we have them backed up on their own 10-yard line, and we're up 6 nothing. Everything seems like this game is about to be iced, And he gets a great pressure, great job, and then he gets a hit on the quarterback late. Now, this could have been called one of two ways. This is the NFL, okay? You've got to understand where you are, and this isn't the first time Solomon Thomas has done this this season, but it's second and 25 on their own 10-yard line, and he gets a little bit of a late hit. That's fine if you want to say he was on time, but... He hit him in the head with his own helmet. Like, it wasn't targeting, but he was way too damn high. Case Kingdom's a little bitty dude. Like, you've got to understand and control your body on that. And so they go from second and 25 on the 10. They get a 15 yard automatic first down. Then they hit two big plays, and they're at midfield before we know it. Um, the drive would have ended. And this is a problem that. I was very. I've been calling for Solomon Thomas to start there, and I want to continue to see him start at that kind of big defensive tackle or nose tackle position. But he's got to get his head in the game a little bit better. Lots of offside penalties. Uh, th- that's something that's not new for him as well. Like he is a very highly penalized player throughout his entire tenure in the NFL. So uh, you got to get the game. You got to get your head in the game because uh, this is a thing that he continues to just not help out. Two defensive penalties, uh, both of them. It just—they're boneheaded plays. You, you got to understand what's going on. Uh, he wasn't even looking at the ball whenever he was lined up on his offside penalty, so that was huge. Jimmy Garoppolo really needs to step up and play better, especially when we play the Seahawks, Packers, Saints. Man, great uh, comment there, and I do agree. He hasn't played his best football yet, and we've got a lot of tough games. So let's pause real quick. Let's step back. Forty Nine ers six and zero couldn't ask for more than that. So uh, let, let's calm down on the torch Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. But let's look at the schedule. Okay, we are traveling back home. Here's we've we're four and zero on the road. We've gotten four road games out of the way. We've only played two home games we go back home the Carolina Panthers are going to be playing us this is going to be the game of the week uh, across the entire NFL I think they're playing right now I don't have it up in front of me but they should be playing right now or later on tonight Four in a row uh, wins for their backup quarterback, Kyle Allen. This is going to be a gigantic game. Now, we go Carolina Panthers, then we have the at Arizona, then Seahawks at home, then Arizona at home, then Packers, then at Ravens and at Saints, Falcons. That's going to be a nice little break in there somewhere. Then Los Angeles Rams and the Seahawks. That's the rest of our season. We're six games down. We got 10 to go. This is not an easy schedule whatsoever. Um there's no more cupcakes. Maybe the Falcons, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at playoff teams. Carolina's in the playoffs right now. Packers are in the playoffs right now. Ravens are in the playoffs right now. Saints are in the playoffs. Um Rams are not. <laughs> even though they got the win, they're kind of borderline. And then the Seahawks twice. So This is not an easy schedule, and so for the people thinking, you know, we're going to go undefeated, no, there's going to be some major bumps in the road on this schedule. Are the 49ers capable of winning every single one of those games individually? Yes, they are. Will we be favored in a lot of them? We should because of our defense, but... As we saw today, you know, everybody the the predictions for all these games against Washington, everybody was like 31 to 3, 34 to 7 and all those things, and it didn't happen. So the NFL stuff does go wrong. And I was wrong about different stuff too. Staying with the defensive predictions, you know, I said my key stat of the game was if we have three or fewer turnovers, we win. That's all I was concerned about is so we have another one of those four or five turnover games. Uh, that was the only way I could see us losing. So we beat that. Now, I said we'd win 31 to 14. Way off. <laughs> and again, I usually base my projections. I start with what Vegas says the game's going to be. Then I look at matchups and how things are going to go. Um that's what it is. Offensive MVP, I said it was going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that's the case. It's hard to find an offensive MVP. Um, I think you could say Kendrick Bourne, or you could say George Kittle. Those two, I think are probably the best ones. I'm curious to see the pro football focus numbers when they come out. Now, defensive MVP, I was spot on. Uh, I said Bosa was going to be unstoppable. I said he'd have two sacks and two tackles for loss. I was off there. One sack, four tackles for loss. Uh, Still feel pretty confident about that one. Uh, But, uh, yeah, you got to take it for what you want. Um, we've got to step up our game and be more consistent on the offensive side. Defense, you can't improve at all <laughs> on what they have done. You just shut out a team in the NFL. I don't care if it's a damn blizzard, hurricane combined, that is special. It, this was the first shutout in the NFL. This year, so if you look at how uncommon that is, we're six weeks into the NFL season. This is the very first shutout. Miami's played six games. This is the first time a team has been shut out in the NFL this year. So, uh, very very special. Great job there. Um, any main concerns about our team going into the Panther game? Yeah, right tackle Daniel Brunskill. That is a huge holy crap move, movement, because he's he's awful. He played so bad. To, he had a great game against the Rams, and then he had an awful game against the Redskins. I don't know how soon we can get Joe Staley back. My guess is Staley will return first, and then McGlinchey will come back. And if that happens, what's going to happen is Joe Staley's going to play left tackle. You move Justin School over to the right side, and then Brunskill would be your backup swing tackle. Uh, that would be the idea, but, man, we... The goal is Halloween. That's the timetable that was put out there about. Joe Staley and that's two weeks away so we've got Carolina next week and then two weeks is the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night Halloween night which is going to be a lot of fun that's going to be a great game hopefully we get Joe Staley back then if we do that that's going to be wonderful then we have like the mini bye week because we have a Thursday night against Seattle and then the Monday night I'm sorry Thursday night against Arizona then Monday night against Arizona so that's the one where you have the huge uh, kind of 11 day break between the weeks so so that's gonna be a lot of fun there Yeah, I can't wait to see what's gonna go down uh, Jimmy was 8 for 8 down the stretch when it mattered most thank you David uh, bring in the stats I love it uh, the defense had given up 10 points in the last three games we are now 4 and 0 on the road Bosa 7 tackles 4 tackles for loss 1 sack not a question but amazing stuff from David really appreciate that man does our performance in this game make Lynch Shanahan trade for Sanu or anyone else I don't think so I, I The wide receivers, you could say whatever you wanted. We had the one drop from Marquise Goodwin. Um, there are wide receivers that were open out there. We just didn't throw the ball too much. Our number one wide receiver is going to be Kittle. Is what it's always going to be. And Shanahan wants people that has played in his system, which I do like the Mohamed Sanu reference because that is somebody that I, that I think would be more likely to be traded for than somebody like Emmanuel Sanders or you know whomever you want to throw out there of whatever team's you know underperforming. Sanu is a logical choice. I don't think it'll happen, uh, but... I think you could get him for like a fifth or a sixth, and he would step in right away, by the way. Is that five sacks for Bosa and 34 pressures overall? I believe so. I don't have the stat sheet in front of me. I apologize. That's on me. Uh, I will be updating that in the next two episodes. So, again, if you're not usually with us, I'll have another episode where I break down the offense and details, snap counts, all that kind of stuff, and then an entire defensive episode, and then uh, we will go over all of those there. John, we know that our defense is great. Any concerns with our offense going forward? Do Staley, McGlinchey, Hurd, and Juice solve them? Yeah, you've got to be really happy with the way things are, especially when those guys come back. Hurd is huge. That's another thing that I, I keep going back to. We have the answer for the wide receivers on our roster. They're just on IR right now. Now, they're going to be able to come back, which now you've got to be saying we're a playoff team. Statistically speaking, teams that start 6-0 are 93% likely to make the playoffs. If you want to have that 100% whatever, that doesn't happen until you are 9-0. Um, I believe there was a team way back in the day that went 8-0 and didn't make it. If somebody knows what that is, let me know. Um, this game did have a very playoff feel to it. I agree with you, Jerry. Um, one of those just old defensive matchups in the rain, and it got ugly. God, it was so ugly. But we came out victorious. And so everybody that's like, oh, the sky is falling. We're not that good of a team. Shut up. No, we're 6-0. and 6-0 and is everything. Um and so really really excited we've got a lot of stuff coming your way this week man there's a bunch more questions on here and I really appreciate uh, all the turning in and everybody this has been wonderful we've got a lot more stuff if you haven't already please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts or wherever you're watching this hit that like button that helps us out the most um, and we're going to have a lot more episodes coming your way so just again want to say thanks and celebrate this <laughs> we haven't been 6-0 and since 1990 as a franchise so So it's been a long time coming. Enjoy this, even though it is a sloppy game. And we will be back with you very shortly. Can't say thanks enough. Really do appreciate all the support. And stay strong, faithful.